Welcome to another edition of the YXC Sports Podcast, live on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page and the YXC Sports Podcast Facebook page. It is the final week of October. Big thanks to everybody who's viewing live on Facebook, and a big thanks to all of our audio listeners as well. Ray Morrison, it's hard to believe that our drop date for today is October 26th. It's hard to believe that our next episode is going to be in November. That's right. Yeah, no, uh, winter's coming. The long sleeves are out. Oh, yeah. yeah no, it's, uh, it's coming. And it is interesting because normally we'd be in the throes of a NHL season right now. Yep. But, uh, and a Western Hockey League season. But uh, not with the way things are uh, in these pandemic times. Uh, plans are being made now with the NHL and the Western Hockey League to kind of come up with some way to have a 2021 season on the go. But, yeah. I, you know, lots of... Logistics need to be worked out yet. It's getting dark out now, too. It's getting right? dark out. Yeah, like, we used to be able to time? see the cars behind yeah, us, and exactly. now we've actually shut the blinds because all you see is the and red it's only, taillights in the back. And it's only going to get darker and darker every day Yeah, exactly. as well yep. until then. But uh, that's okay. I'd ask you how your weekend was, but, of course, uh, we were taking care of star of the YXC Sports Podcast. <laughs> Grace Morrison, because yep. let's be honest, there's going to be no better guest than her. Second birthday. Yeah, that was the episode that seemed to garner the most attention. Was yep. when she uh, showed up with her Canadiens jersey? So yeah, your uh, goddaughter, my granddaughter, kept yep. us busy for birthday number two. So yep. exactly. that was a lot of fun. A lot, got, of, yeah, lot right. of storylines. It was really yep. good. A lot of storylines from the weekend. Of course, the MLB World Series continues uh, as they had games four and five over the weekend. The NFL uh, continued with week six. Week six, week seven, one of the two. I can't remember at this point. Uh, but anyways, there was NFL on this weekend is what I was trying to get at. So we'll talk about that. But uh, first, some unfortunate news from the Canadian Football League is BC Lions owner David Braley uh, passed away earlier today. At one point in time, he owned both the BC Lions and the Toronto Argonauts. But he was 79 years old and uh, just a pillar in terms of the CFL community. Well, I didn't know this until David Naylor had written it. And I have interviewed David Braley two or three times. Uh, and yeah, see as the savior of the Canadian Football League, Dave Naylor wrote a great article today on tsn.ca, and one of the things he said was about, uh, uh, about David Braley was, at one point in time, he helped out financially every football team in the Canadian Football League except for Edmonton, if you can believe that. So when you see now the write-ups about what David Braley meant to the Canadian Football League through some troubling times in the 80s and 90s, let's be honest, uh, David Braley was there. He had a vision that not everybody shared with the future of the Canadian Football League, and there were some lively debates with David Braley I'm hearing about and reading about today, but nonetheless, I mean, he always uh, had the best interest of the league in mind, and obviously, obviously put his uh, uh, money up front when it was needed the most. Yeah, so, so he he owned the Hamilton Tiger Cats in 1987, bought it from Harold Ballard. Yep, I didn't know right. that until you told me that yep. earlier. Yep. And then in 1996, bought the BC Lions, and then the Toronto Argonauts went bankrupt in 2003, and David Braley stepped in there as well. So, like you said, say what you want about one guy owning two teams in a, you know, uh, the Canadian Football League, but I mean, without the general consensus is without David Braley, there would be no CFL. You know, one of the interesting things about that, too, is uh, in David Naylor's piece, he wrote that had it not been for um, David Braley stepping up and buying the, the BC Lions, games might not have been on television because CBC, before TSN was televising games, CBC was demanding that. You need a team in Vancouver if we're going to carry these games. Yep. And so David Braley stepped up and bought the BC Lions just so Canadian Football League, the, the games could be seen 
by fans in Canada, which is pretty remarkable when you think about it, too. Yeah, incredibly remarkable. Yeah. So a uh, big loss for the CFL oh, and, for sure. and the yeah. community. But uh, basically all of social media today was, you know, how, you know, like you said, David Braley, you know, and, and others may have clashed. But at the end of the yeah. day, he had the best interest of the Canadian Football League, I think, at heart. And yeah. he tried his best uh, to see that vision uh, of his come forward. Also, uh, just before we logged on live to uh, start this episode, Edmonton sports legend Joey Moss has also passed away yeah. at the age of 57. And uh, like you said, just before we went to, air, to the air, the best vision of Joey Moss is during that 2006 Edmonton Oilers Stanley Cup run, the, the most passionate O Canada you have ever seen was from Joey Moss. And uh, it, Joey Moss was just one of those people that made everybody around him better. Well, it's interesting, too, because uh, Cam Cole, who's a longtime sports writer in Canada, he's retired now, but Cam uh, worked out of Vancouver for a long time, but he talked about how Joey Moss not only made the Edmonton Oilers dressing room such a great place to be, but also the Edmonton Eskimos, too. Yeah. So he must have helped out the Canadian Football League team at Edmonton mm-hmm. a time or two as well. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, a, a tough one. The great thing, I mean... Over the years, in that hockey hotbed, the Edmonton Oilers ownership, no matter who owned that team, has been criticized for one thing or another. Yeah. Right? But the fact that that team took care of Joey Moss and he was always felt a part of that family, that kind of speaks volumes to what Joey Moss meant to the hockey fans and and the hockey players and everybody around that organization for so many years. And just the city of Edmonton. And the city you know, of Edmonton. Right, you don't yeah, even have sure. to be a sports yep. fan, but you know who, if you live in Edmonton, you know who Joey Moss is. Yep. Today is also uh, election day. We forgot to talk about that off the start, so yep. all I'm going to say about this is uh, hopefully you got the opportunity to go out and vote. Uh, anyways, <laughs> unless you wanted to add to anything, but <laughs> that's all that's to add all about I got. the election. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what I got. That's my big uh, yeah. election speech for uh, no, today. Good so for you. It's, uh, the fact that we live in a democracy is great, so hopefully you had the opportunity to go and do that. Uh, like we said, the MLB World Series continued over the weekend. How about that game four on Saturday night yep. between the LA Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays? Was, yeah. The Dodgers were up 7-6 in the bottom half of the ninth, and somehow they ended up having two errors on the same play that allowed yeah. not one run to come in, which was the tying run, but also the walk-off run. So the Tampa Bay Rays actually ended up winning game four. The Dodgers were able to respond with a game five victory on Sunday. But yep. So the Dodgers are now up three games to two in the series. Game six is on Tuesday, so tomorrow. But that game four on Saturday probably is going to go down as the best game of the series. Uh, game four was remarkable, just the back and forth. And, you know, one of the things that the Rays have been fighting so much in this series is the fact that the Dodgers have been scoring a lot of runs early, even last night in game five. You know, they're up 3 nothing, two innings in, and it's the same thing. So the Dodgers seem to be jumping on them early, and the Rays have to battle back. Last night that battle just wasn't there for the Tampa Rays in game five, but in game four that was a pretty remarkable uh, scene to see those two airs and – Tampa Bay be able to sort of cash in on that like they did in game five had Manuel Margot's home plate steal attempt in the fourth inning had that worked out it would have been a whole different ball game because the Dodgers were up three nothing after two had that run tied in the fourth had that home base steal attempt been good and he didn't miss it by much it would have been 3-3, and I think it's a whole different game after that. But then Max Muncy hit that shot to make it. So instead of it being 3-3, it's 4-2 yeah. with a Muncy home run. And 
that was it. That was that was the ball game from there. So um, that's too bad. Well, even before, like going back to game four, just for two seconds, yep. let's be honest, game five wasn't as exciting. Unless maybe you're a Dodgers fan. But that whole entire game from start to finish was in game four on Saturday. It was exciting, right? Oh, yeah. We were yep. watching it in Birch Hills, and it was just a back-and-forth yep. battle, right? The Dodgers went up by two or three ones at one point. Then the Rays climbed back on top. They came back. Then the Dodgers came back. Like yep. the entire game. Not just the the ninth inning was fantastic for Game Four, but uh, I think baseball, just as a whole, World Series kind of just needed a good game. Well, like and y- you know, you, there's so many exciting players, and I take a look at Seager who hit his second home run yeah. of the series in Game Four. I mean, there's so many exciting guys uh, to watch. Nine different Dodgers have homered in uh, this World Series, and we're only five games in. And if I heard Joe Buck correctly. It is the first time in World Series history that nine different players have homered for a team in a World Series five games in. So last night it was Peterson Muncie in game five, Turner and Seager in game four. And by the way, Turner and Seager both have two home runs each. Game three it was Barnes, Taylor and Smith in game two. And then, of course, uh, Cody Bellinger and everybody's favorite player of the L.A. Dodgers. Even if you're not a Dodgers fan, you do have to love Mookie Betts. Just yeah. because now he's coming on with the bat. Earlier in the playoffs, it was all about defense for Mookie Betts, and now he seems to be coming alive with, with bat in hand, too. So that's, uh, that's good. Clayton Kershaw is such a class act. He now leads all, he leads all time in strikeouts in the postseason. And he was asked about that. He says, you know what? He said, that just means that I've played on some really good teams with some really good players. And I thought that was a terrific answer from, from Clayton Kershaw, who always seems to be... So humble. So what have we got here? Blake Snell and Tony Godsolin for game six, six. tomorrow. <clears throat> you, so that'll yeah. be interesting. It will be interesting. Yeah. It'll be I'm actually surprised that the Dodgers, because you know, just the way that they collapsed in the ninth inning in game four on Saturday, you know, I think they almost needed to win game yeah. five yesterday, right? Because if you go down three games to two, especially blowing a game like you did yep. in game four, that might have been the series right then and there. So the fact that they were able to bounce back, I think, shows a veteran team, a veteran playoff team uh, battling through that what, adversity. What was it? Tyler Glasnow threw something like 42 or 44 pitches in the first two innings yep. of that game. I mean, he was all over the place, so the Dodgers were able to get that jump because Glasnow was just a little bit erratic with what he was doing, and that helped the Dodgers get that lead. Full credit to the Rays, though. We haven't heard the last of the Rays for them to pull to within one after going down 3 nothing in a World Series game. That's pretty remarkable. Well, By what the way, it, what do you watch? Sportsnet with Buck Martinez? Or do you watch Fox with Tom Glavin and Joe Buck? Uh, John Schmoltz and or John Schmoltz, sorry. Joe Buck. Well, Saturday, obviously, we were watching the Fox sports feed, so Joe Buck. Uh, yesterday, I caught myself watching the, well, what is the Sportsnet or the yeah. MLB uh, feed, which is Madman Scursion and Buck Martinez, but I did wind it back to listen to Madman Scursion's uh, call of the walk-off yeah. in Game <laughs> Four, and good. he went absolutely berserk. <laughs> I don't know. Madman Scursion's a very good play-by-play oh, guy, is, yeah. right? Yeah, so to me, it really doesn't matter. Good. Joe Buck is incredibly yeah, talented yeah. as well. So for me, it doesn't matter. But you know, I think uh, in terms of analysts, I'd have to probably go with John Schmoltz over Buck Martinez. So that would make me lean towards Fox. Well, and it's I don't our. Um, now, I've never seen the intro of the Sportsnet broadcasts. Are those guys at the park? Because you can tell that, that Joe Buck and, um, and John Smoltz are at the stadium. Like Buck and uh, Matt, you mean? Yeah. No, I think they're, at, uh, I think they're in a studio. They're in a studio. See, so. And that's yeah. a whole different thing. Yeah. Because as we found out with um, regular season 
baseball. You can tell when the commentators aren't there. They're just yep. they're not quite noticing what's happening as quickly as commentators who are actually in the ballpark. But uh, no, it's uh, but no, it's been great. It's been really good. Well, what is it? The Dodgers have been to like three World Series in the last four years, so you think eventually that it would uh, pay off. But I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, just a reminder that we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, live on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page, and of course they're open for business. You can enjoy the classics like the chicken tenders, the Wendell Burger, and the best fries in the business. And also, Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar has delivery. That's right. If you can't make it out, don't feel comfortable in making it out. That is totally okay because you can have Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar come to you. Keep in mind that you can pit in Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar for a Sunday afternoon or a Monday or a Thursday to watch uh, NFL football. Or if you want to come on down for Game 6 of the World Series tomorrow, you can do that as well. Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is on the corner of Circle and Idlewild. You can give them a call at 306-382-1717. Hey, before we get to the NFL, uh, talk to me about the uh, how's the academy going. So we had Brian Giebert in a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Uh, they had one COVID case, so they had to kind of readjust yep. this North Sask Academy. Yep. And for those of you that may have missed that, what the North Sask Academy is, is Saskatoon Minor Football has done their best to get high school football players on the field for um, football. Yep. In light of COVID, of course, the season has been canceled. So Saskatoon Minor Football has done their best. And you were at the play-by-play, Mike, again back on Friday. Friday. Yep. And how's it going out there? Fantastic. So there's three games a night, and all three games on Friday were unbelievable. I think the first game, I think the final was 17 to 10, so it was a one-score game. I think the second final was 17-14, something yeah. like that. So I think it looks that was like good football. Yeah, I think that was a three-point game. It looks really good. Yeah. And then the third and final game of the night, I think, was a, was a seven-point game as well. And uh, you know, Brian Gieber said right from the outset when me and him first started talking about this, is that this is going to be some good football. I mean, the players in this academy all have an opportunity to play at the very next level, and that's exactly what. It is. I mean, we've already seen probably three or four players from the academy commit to the University of Saskatchewan Huskies as yeah. well. Um, there could have been some other players that have committed to some other schools, but uh, some Husky uh, coaching staff uh, was out there on Friday, as was uh, some members of the Hilltops coaching staff. So, I mean, to give these players an opportunity to, to play and showcase their talent because they do have what it takes to potentially play at the next level, it hats off to Brian Gebert. And then you're right, you do throw a possible COVID exposure in there, and uh, they've made some changes to the guidelines, and those changes to the guidelines have been fantastic yeah. as well. Yeah, no, and that's right. I mean, that was, uh, you know, Brian was Brian had to be on the defensive a little bit about yep. some of the questions he was facing. But, I mean, generally there is that risk when, when you know, yep. you have that many athletes together. And to only have one case, I'm, I'm just so happy for those young guys, to be yes. honest with you, that they're able to get, kind of get back out on the field in light of the fact that there's no high school season for them. Which to, is literally, and literally there's nothing they can do about that. Right, exactly. Right? Like, so, it's just yeah. like, yep. Yeah, so sure. uh, speaking of football, yeah, moving to south of the border, there is a Monday night football game tonight, but other than that, uh, the NFL uh, for another week has been wrapped up. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, are maybe legit. They're 6-0 on the, the Pittsburgh season. Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. Well, you, you, I mean, you've got a veteran in Ben Roethlisberger who knows how to win. Right? Who has had a, a comeback season. He has. Right? He really I has, I mean, yeah. you know, and I'll put myself into this category as well, but there was a lot of people that over the past few seasons have written Ben Roethlisberger off, and I was totally one of them. Boy, but, man, yeah. the way that he's come out through the first six weeks or six games for the Steelers, 
this year has been amazing. And at no that, point in time, retro. Ben. And at no point in time in NFL television coverage has the country of Canada been mentioned because of Chase Claypool. Yeah. I mean, they're always mentioning he's from Canada, but he can't be ignored. I mean, yep. they, they're probably wondering, you know, where this guy came from in his high school years and earlier because he has been absolutely remarkable for that Pittsburgh team. I believe this is the second time in franchise history for the Pittsburgh Steelers that they are undefeated. They are 6-0, and and this is the f- second time in their franchise history that they've started a season 6-0. and But, they, I mean, that offense is just kind of geared towards – Roethlisberger, and when you've got some speedy receivers like Claypool, that's 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 really helping. So it's been good. Uh, by the way, that Monday night game, Bears Rams. Yeah, that might not be a bad game. No, not you at know, all. The Both. Rams are four and two. Yep. Bears are five and one. Both teams had an unbelievable 2018, the Bears and the Rams. Yep. Uh, both of those teams also took a step backwards last year in 2019. But I think they're kind of proving that last year was not going to be par for the course. So. It looks as if both teams are back on track uh, for this season so far through the first uh, few games, uh, 0-0 right now between those two games. Um, I caught myself watching the Sunday Nighter last night, Arizona-Seattle, which I didn't was see a stitch fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think Arizona might be legit, too. They did knock off the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting, right? Because there's so many underdogs. Like, what about Cleveland and Buffalo? Yeah, you they'll find the, a way to screw that up. Well, though that's what it is, right? You those I I wonder. Okay, how it's gonna? How are they gonna break the hearts of their fans? Maybe not Buffalo, right? Point. Sean McDermott has has been solid in Buffalo for a few yeah. years now, yeah. right? The head coach of the Bills. So, yeah. you know, I I do like Josh Allen. I think they got a lot of good pieces. Yeah. You know, the Bills do have a couple of you know playoff appearance, postseason appearances under their belt over the course of the last few years. But both teams are five and two, Buffalo yeah. and Cleveland. Yep. But the word today is that OBJ uh, might have an Achilles injury, which might take him out for the rest of the season yeah so that's gonna be a bit of a problem and say what you want about obj off the field on the sideline whatever the case may be at the end of the day obj is one of the best receivers in the nfl no matter the temper tantrums that he does throw so that is a huge loss for cleveland from a you know a a skill set and then i think the other team in the afc that everybody just kind of looks at and goes well you expect that is kansas city right yeah they thumped your broncos your your two win broncos I could have told you that. <laughs> but that, that's the other team, too. So yeah. I'm, I'm watching Kansas City. I mean, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. They're undefeated. But I'm watching Kansas City. I'm watching Buffalo. And I'm watching Cleveland just to see who's eventually is going to kind of fall off the radar there. The one thing about Patrick Mahomes is obviously. He's Patrick Mahomes. Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. The Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's, there's that as well. And Atlanta found a new way to <laughs> lose by scoring a touchdown. Yeah. They so there was to what? Kill the clock. Yeah. Just over a minute left. Uh, yeah. And they were losing to Detroit at the time. Yeah. Todd Gurley tried to stop himself on the uh, one yard line, but ended up falling into the end zone, which gave for a touchdown, for a touchdown yeah. which gave Atlanta the lead. But there was, like I said, still over a minute left. And Matthew Stafford was able to drive the Detroit lines down the field. And ultimately the Lions were able to punch in a score of their own uh, just as the uh, clock wound down. And it was funny because there's a picture of Gurley falling on the goal line yeah. and about three Detroit Lions putting their hands up in the air. They wanted him they to score a yeah, yeah, exactly. they had scored. Yeah. You almost get the feeling they would have tackled him into the end yeah, zone if they ex- could have. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the New England Patriots got hammered by the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady beat up on the Oakland Raiders. So yeah. through you know six, seven weeks of the season, I think we're kind of starting to see 
potentially this Belichick Brady thing, right? Because that was the yep. biggest story of the off season when Tom Brady moved to Tampa Bay. Was it Brady? Was it Belichick? So far, it's looking as if it was more so Tom Brady than Bill Belichick. But you know, I'm not sure it's going to happen for Thursday. But you know who's pushing to get on the field? Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah for the Panthers. And guess who the Panthers play on? The Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> well, and how about so, this? The uh, Carolina Panthers kicker came within inches of making a 65-yard field goal on Sunday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't see that either. Yeah. Like mm. inches, I guess. That's I good. didn't see it either. I just heard about it. And the other wild. play that everybody in the football world is talking about, uh, linebacker John Bostick with that hit on Andy Dalton of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I didn't think, and word is today they're, they aren't expecting a fine or suspension for Bostick. You were of the mind that that was a bit of a dirty shot that the Washington player had given Dalton. I didn't think it was. But Which I'm actually shocked about, but why? that's uh, just, you know, seems like everything else you get angry at, so I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't get angry at that. But, no, and I get it. Like, I mean, it is a tough play, right, because Dalton yeah. was sliding. Bostick, you know, yeah. was yeah. going down at the end of the day. It looked like it was a helmet-to-helmet hit, though, and that's yeah. what the NFL is trying to get rid yeah, of. Yeah, they are, right? they're, and they're trying to protect the quarterbacks, yeah. and I, I, I do get it, but in that instance, I don't know. Like, you can tell that Bostick made his move towards the quarterback yeah. before Dalton decided he was going to slide. Yeah. Right? Well, and Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, brought up a good point, too. and He was kind of you know shocked and disappointed at the way his team responded to that hit because nobody stepped in and did anything about it. Right? So Dalton takes the hit, which yeah. the players thought that it was a dirty shot, so whatever. Yeah. And, and Bostick they just was let, basically yeah. talking to the officials after, and yeah. not one Dallas Cowboy approached Went in Bostick to approach about him about it. Yeah. yeah, so Mike McCarthy was a little peeved at that, but I think the Dallas Cowboy players are also peeved at Mike McCarthy. Uh, this goes back to a discussion that was around the NFL last week. Some anonymous Dallas Cowboys players basically came out and said this coaching staff has no idea what they're doing. At the end of the day, Mike McCarthy yeah. does have a Super Bowl ring. He might ring, be on borrowed time. Right? He might be on borrowed time yeah. as well. Yeah. So, But it'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the Monday Nighter, lots of sports this week. Of course, the Monday Nighter tonight, Game 6 of the World Series tomorrow. Tampa Bay needs a win to extend that. Not going to happen. If they do, then, well, we'll see a Game 7 in the World Series. And who doesn't love a Game 7 yeah. of anything, really? And I don't Game know 7 if, is fun, as long as my team I, wins. Yeah, I don't know if there's an F1 race next weekend or not, but... <laughs> I'm not sure. There is. Okay, we, we perfect. Do. So there you go. Yeah, so there go. if you wake up at 4 a.m. on Sundays, you can watch some F1. So that's, it'll put you right back to sleep. It'll put you right back to sleep. <laughs> so big thanks to our fabulous production team who is with us every single week as that wraps up our time with us. Of course, uh, one of our producers, Ian Roach, is uh, he's a good sport. He's a big F1 fan, but more importantly, he's a good sport, so we're able to joke about uh, that with him. Uh, Like I said, big thanks to everybody that uh, tuned in and listened. You can catch up on previous (laughs) episodes of the YXC Sports Podcast. Uh, You can just head to our website, too, yxcsportspodcast.com. And, of course, this podcast will be found on all your favorite streaming services. Until next Monday, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Wear your mask.